Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 523 of Locked On Raptors for Wednesday, May 29th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley, RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at Woodley Sean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors. We can find links to every episode. Of course, we have the Locked On Podcast Network team focus shows for all 30 NBA teams. Make sure you're subscribing, rating, reviewing. On- it's around the Rock Podcast. Starving Team Chili. Tyler Hansgrove. Lucas Bagbe Noguera. Joey Devine. Jakob Pernal. Coach B, Sean Keen, Jose Calderon, Jonas Valanciunas, featuring Sean Woodley from the Locked on Raptors podcast, Amir Johnson, Pascal Siakam, other special guests, from the Feelings Newsletter, Katie Heindel. Yes, those were the top eight players in offensive rating in Toronto Raptors franchise history. Musical guest, Dan Fogelberg. And now the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of Round Ball Rock here with my permanent co-host Sean Keane and this is a co-broadcast? I'm personally calling it uh, Round Ball Rocked on Raptors which is kind of hard to say so <laughs> say hi say hi please Sean Woodley and Katie Heindel Hi! hi. <laughs> when we start the Rocked on Network Next summer, it's going to be fantastic. We're not going to cover every NBA team. We're just going to cover like we're actually going to have we're going to have band specific podcasts. That's what the Rocked On Network is. You've got like a Beach Boys podcast, an Imagine Dragons podcast. (laughs) (laughs) 
those are the two rock bands. Uh-huh. <laughs> Every single day, 30 minutes about what's going on with Imagine Dragons that day. There'll be one Canadian podcast covering the Bare Naked Ladies. Well, Sloan <laughs> has their own podcast for sure, right? Fair enough, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's just a roaming. There's like three bands that, that I would cover as the lone Canadian host. Of well, let's hear all three. Well, Sloan, BNL, and like... Uh, Neil Kate, Young? Do you have thoughts? Nah, he's, he's no, I hate funny. Neil Young. <laughs> yeah. I guess like the tragically hip, even though they don't exist anymore. Oh, fair really. enough. Uh, yeah, probably. Like, it's, a history, it's a history. Rush, podcast. like mm-hmm. Rush. Mm-hmm. What about like Wolf Parade? Stars. No, we don't talk about those bands anymore. <laughs> what about Stars? <laughs> no, we don't talk about Montreal bands of that era anymore. What about just What about just Brian Adams? Yeah, we always it, talk right? about Brian Adams. Yeah, he's still doing he's still it. Doing things. Hell yeah! I saw I Brian he... Adams last summer. <laughs> <laughs> I got lawn seats. We played outside at the Molson Amphitheater. It was a sick show. Of course, he played outside. Yeah. he's only he's legally only allowed to play outside now. If you write "Summer of '69," <laughs> you are no longer allowed to play indoors. And you always have to play in the summer. It was the summer. Yeah. I mean, it felt like that summer was going to last forever, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) But nothing. But unfortunately, nothing could last forever. got his first real six streak. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who's hosting this? Here you, Joey. I don't really know who's directing this. I can host it. You know what? I can host it and then edit it real fast and send it to you with all the sound effects, too. If yeah, you want, fine too. Yeah, yeah. Let's Whatever. let's we'll let Sean do. <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. So should we talk about some news first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> all right. Let's go to the news. This is round ball rock news, basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. All right. The Lakers did a bunch of bullshit again today. Sean Keen, would you like to run us through that? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm going to say that there was a there's a Baxter Holmes piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baxter Holmes, uh, America's dandiest basketball correspondent. Mm-hmm. Uh, adorable bow tie. Mm-hmm. Named Baxter Holmes. <laughs> I mean, he he grew up. A close personal friend of Richie Rich, but he was more into the the National Basketball Association. Uh, the main thing that came out in this Lakers article from Baxter Holmes was that Rob Polinka made up a story about Kobe Bryant meeting Heath Ledger. Yeah, um, after and we he was covered dead. This we've covered this for about a year. Every yeah. time Rob Polinka comes up. <laughs> he did it at one of the L.A. Lakers fake TED Talks that are called mm-hmm. Genius Talks. Um, they invited Dwayne The Rock Johnson to talk to the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, he spent a lot of time slapping the wall mm-hmm. at the practice facility. Um, it was kind of scary. He very um, prominent nipples from The Rock in that video. Yeah, he's wearing, <laughs> it seems like it is below freezing in yeah. that room. The, just and also... The shirt the he's zipper. wearing is tighter than his skin, somehow. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so my question for both Sean Woodley and Katie Heindel is, uh, have you ever lied about meeting a dead person? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. The actual... <laughs> Do we need to reintroduce the story? We don't really no. need to, right? We need yeah. to get through this as fast as possible because this is not a full round ball rock, so we cannot spend 40 minutes talking about Heath Ledger. Um, uh-huh. So stop interrupting. Answer the question, Woodley and Heindel. Have you ever lied about meeting a dead person? No. Oh. Well, you can't be president of the Los Angeles Lakers then. <laughs> Probably for the best for both of us. That's who what would the- you be most likely to lie about having met, though, Katie? Can you think of a celebrity Who's that you would dead? Oh. Well, have you ever lied about oh. meeting a living celebrity? No. No. Um, no. I'm. I'm very truthful <laughs> about all the celebs that I've met. All right, Who's what the celebrity you've met? This problem thing is so dumb. This whole thing <laughs> is so dumb. That it, it makes thinking on your feet about. Putting yourself in a similar situation impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So no, I haven't done what Rob Polinka did here now, because that's, he's crazy. One thing I do want to point out about this is I feel like um, being around known liar Kobe Bryant just rubs off on you. You know what I mean? <laughs> because look, yeah, because yeah. Kobe's lied about a lot of things. Uh, number one lie. In my opinion, number one Kobe Bryant lie is the summer when Kill Bill came out, he gave Mm -hmm. himself the nickname the Black Mamba and then did the speech verbatim from Kill Bill about how the Mamba strikes in seven seconds and it's the deadliest snake in the world in an ESPN The Magazine profile. And they were like, oh, yeah, where'd you learn all this? And he was like, oh, I was just reading about it. I've never heard of Kill Bill. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Which is a fucking lie, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> Can I tell you what my favorite um, Kobe Bryant story is? Uh, claiming he'd never heard of Michael Jordan when he was growing up. Yeah, also great lie. <laughs> uh, because Michael Jordan, and he's like, look, I was growing up in Italy. How would you know that? And it was like, I don't know. Uh, my Michael Jordan's many Nike-sponsored tours of Europe, uh, the 1992 Olympics that also happened in Europe with the Dream Team, uh, your father, American professional basketball player, <laughs> former NBA player. Like, it's like he's talking about a, a highlight star or something. I mean, like, yeah, we're in Italy, you know. Oh, who'd you idolize? Mike D'Antoni. Um, like. <laughs> Uh, also, before we move on from this segment, I just want to point out that I have indeed met Paul Walker, and it is not a lie. Okay? That's true. Oh, you hit it off, R. too. R. Yeah. yeah, love Paul oh. Walker. All right. Um, I met Lars Ulrich from Metallica. <laughs> he's, he's alive. Dead. <laughs> he's okay. Yeah, he's alive. Well, I'm telling the truth about a living celebrity. The I only, guess I'm. <laughs> look, the only thing death involved between Lars Ulrich is uh, he's the one who murdered Napster. Um, mm. Yeah, I gave him a piece of my mind about that. I said, "Hey, <laughs> you're stealing money from Sean Parker, <laughs> the black sheep of Facebook. He had a Lord of the Rings themed wedding in a national park. How dare you!" <laughs> Uh, all right. Story though, did you guys find the weirdest thing was the fact that Rich Paul 
Or was it, was it Rich Paul or is it Rob Pelitz? Who was it had to have the, the sit down with Adam Silver to say Tyron Lue should be the coach of the yeah, Lakers? November. Rich Paul. Uh, Rich Paul said that, yeah. He said, yeah, That's we got to get rid of Luke Walton. For- I mean, it's not the first failed coup Rich Paul and uh, LeBron James <laughs> have tried to do. If you remember right, there was a story, I believe Brian Windhorst hinted at it, like, maybe a year and a half ago, that at one point LeBron and Rich Paul tried to get the owner of the Pistons and Dan Gilbert to just switch franchises. (laughs) (laughs) I swear to God, not making that up. Look, they are doing some shit over there. Um, (laughs) All right. Should we talk about the finals? That is why we're here, right? Yeah, let's do it. I, there's no other news either. <laughs> Nothing else has happened. Uh, Giannis called some people buttheads, which is sort oh, yeah. of news, but we can move on. <laughs> it seems that seems more like. A, oh, I missed that. I oh, he hear said the, that. I'm sorry. I that that's a misleading headline. He actually said we didn't have no buttheads. Yeah, yeah. And About he said, "I want to say the a word." He said he wanted to say the a word. <laughs> went for buttheads instead. <laughs> and I just realized that butthead. I didn't really realize it was supposed to be the proxy for asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Like I lost a little innocence there. Well, I'm hey, sorry, I Sean. <laughs> I felt bad for Giannis after the, the conference finals, man. He's such a sweet boy. And to see him go down was, uh, it almost felt a little like gross to see the Raptors just like snatch his soul. So don't angry. do this, Sean. Don't patronize <laughs> Giannis. <be> fine. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Look, take it from someone who also doesn't know how to root for a winner. This is not (laughs) how you do it. (laughs) That's that's most of the reason we're here. So you guys can tell us what the finals are like. And so, like, teach them to do it properly, I think. Well, then let's move on to, let's talk about the, I guess, the playoffs. It's the NBA playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? Basketball for humans. We're gonna be championship. Data for robots. Both teams play hard, my man. Both teams played hard. All right, Sean Woodley, Katie Heindel. <laughs> the reason you're on is because you are Raptors fans. And the reason we're here is because we are Warriors fans. But I want to make it very clear to your Canadian listeners about something. Uh, Sean and I are the good kind of Warriors fans, um, which means I actually (laughs) hate the Warriors more than you do. Trust me on this one. (laughs) (laughs) My first question I was going to ask you, Joey, is do you actually want the Raptors to win this finals? I do not. Okay. Because here's why. Okay, I have to run through real quick our Canadian to our Canadian listeners. Uh, I want Kevin Durant to leave the Warriors really, really badly. And I think if they lost the finals and he didn't play, he's a lot more likely to come back than if they win the finals and him he didn't he doesn't play. Mm. Does that make sense? Do so you think a, you think a title will make him want to come back and prove himself? While a loss would drive him into James Dolan's yes, it's, uh, yes, arms. Yes, exactly. 
No, no, you have that backwards. If oh, I sorry. think if they sorry, win, you, oh, I'm sorry. The win will make him leave because he'll be like, "My work is done here." No, because everyone will be work. like, "They don't even need him." Look, Steph Curry's the best. Blah 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 blah. Where if they lose and he's hurt the whole time, it's like, yeah, they do need Kevin Durant. You know, because Kevin Durant's whole thing is like <laughs> watching cold pizza and getting furious while uh, like DMing 12-year-olds. And so whatever's going to make him most likely to leave based on Stephen A. Smith narratives is what I'm rooting for. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I would say is it is refreshing that um, Kevin Durant is one NBA player who is DMing teenagers in actually a fairly wholesome way. And so I, I do think he <laughs> deserves some credit for that in the Champ Parsons era. <laughs> like he's just he's just arguing with them about teamwork. That's not that bad. Um, um I, I just want the Warriors to win. Um, I'm I guess I'm. I don't really want KD to leave necessarily. Sean is uh, much more of a pure Warriors fan than I am. I would say I just I want him to win. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> I still I still enjoy uh, the weirdness of Kevin Durant. I think. But why do you want them to win? They've already won. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Um. I think I, I think I just want the, my guys to be happy. I feel like they'll be sad. If oh they yeah, because championships have made Kevin Durant so happy these last <laughs> well, few I, seasons. I, I mean, my guys <laughs> is what I'm saying. Like, like I want I want to see Clay smiling and celebrating. You know, will the rest of the Warriors be happier if they win? If KD say that they okay, they win, KD leaves or stays. Will they be happier? If he stays or like, what do they want? What's what's the preferred Kevin Durant action among the rest of the Warriors? I think I, there's a there's a split there, actually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think Steph Curry very badly wants Kevin Durant to stay because Steph Curry's whole thing is like, like, I believe Ethan Sherwood Strauss once said, the only NBA player I've ever met who actually cares about winning above everything is Stephen Curry. Um, I think, I think he's the guy that that is most legitimately concerned about his legacy and not a weird hologram of his legacy like Kevin Durant is. Um, and I think Stephen Curry sees himself as a Tim Duncan type versus a like right. other kind like a Dirk Tim Duncan mold of superstar, right? Where it's like I just want to win and be the be a good guy where. I sort of think Draymond and Clay are pretty sick of Kevin Durant's shit. Um. <laughs> I, th- I I do think Clay is also yeah. Like I think Draymond is a little more resentful, and I don't know if I don't know if Clay has that attitude or not. I, I mean, don't... I was gonna say like, how can you tell? You could tell with Draymond, but how can you? Gauge that from Clay. Because I watched the 60 Minutes interview where they all looked shocked when Kevin Durant started to yell at that reporter. Um, it's like a team. It's like Did a Clay team. look the most shocked? Clay looked like, you know how when you see a group of boys in, like, in a principal's office and one is just staring into the corner hoping no one talks to him? That is what Clay looked like. 
Clay looked like he, he looks like that a lot of the time. I know. Yeah. Trust me, I, I understand this. It, but you, there's a very marked difference in his body language uh, mm. Uh, mm. when Durant starts yelling at the reporter. Um, I I still think Katie wa- he wants Durant to stay though. It's wants he wants titles. Um, my question for you guys, Raptors fans. Yeah. Yeah. Is um first off, how did you celebrate your game six win? Katie, mm. uh, okay, you go ahead. Go- okay. What did I do? I walked home. It was like a crazy I don't know if you've read this in any No, you're not reading Raptors recaps. What am I talking about? Um <laughs> it was like a crazy foggy night in the city. And as soon as I left the bar where I was watching it. Uh, and started walking home. You could just hear like fireworks everywhere, car horns going everywhere, but it was like coming out of the mist. <laughs> um, like, and then like, it was, it was very surreal. Um, and I was in like a quieter part of town, uh, but I was also very boring. Like Dylan and my husband and I walked home and then we let our dogs out and then we're like, Hey, let's pop a bottle. We have one in the <laughs> fridge. And then we popped a bottle of sparkling wine in the intersection (laughs) near our house. And then we just drank it or drank half of it, walked around and then we're like, let's go watch highlights and then fell asleep. (laughs) Woodley. What about you? Yeah, I was covering the game and then Woodley was in the before I will say Woodley. One of the places he went straight to was the round ball rock discord chat, which is always popping off. (laughs) Uh, and you can join $3. that for just $3 a month at patreon.com slash roundballrock. <laughs> All right, keep Round going with pod, I think. Round Rock Pod, sorry. Yeah, uh, yeah. so I was at the game uh, covering it, and uh, after it wrapped, you do all the post-game like, press conferences and stuff. Uh, if you look carefully in the background when Malika Andrews is asking uh, the question that prompts Giannis to walk out, you can see me in the back, David Sterning, a bottle of water. Chugging water. Water. Were you chugging yeah. that much water because you knew you were about to drink an entire pitcher of beer without a mug? <laughs> uh, I didn't know that, but that's what happened. Yeah, I did a podcast by myself, just like yelling into the void in the arena. That was weird. Because no one wanted to do it with me because they were all working and it was super late because it was a late start. Uh, so I finished that at like one and then I showed up at a bar, like, I don't know, like a five minute walk from the arena to meet a couple people. And I, my dad had given my cousin $25. So my parents came downtown nice. an hour outside of downtown. <laughs> they took a train. They don't do anything. Like they don't go to bars. They don't have friends. They just sit in their backyard. And they haven't been to a bar in, like, 20 years. But they wanted to be, like, downtown to watch the game, even though they only started liking basketball, like, three months ago. And so they were watching with my cousin at a bar, and, like, they were eventually sort of meandering from the bar to the square where they ended up watching the end of the game. I was super thrilled about that. And then my dad gave my cousin $25 to go buy me a drink whenever he met up with me. (laughs) So I bought a pitcher and drank it. Uh, without a class, and uh, then I went home, ordered some A and W, and that was the night. It was uh, I spent the night at my cousin's. It was it was pretty great. It's beautiful. Yeah, um, that sounds awesome. Yeah, it really really. Oh, part it of was, me did want to go out, out 
and into the streets like you were watching like, it was also fun to like watch all the videos of people as they as it was happening but it, all everyone did was like climb onto the tallest thing they could and dance mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I did have, uh, I don't know if you guys heard, there was like a lot of uh, dumb pride, uh, I guess okay, I guess justified pride, I suppose, among like uh, Toronto people yesterday when it came out that there were zero arrests as a result of everyone partying downtown, which is kind of remarkable. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. It was, yeah, but uh, I, I, a friend of mine who was at the bar with, he was saying that on his walk to the bar, he saw like a couple of guys trying to climb onto a streetlight. And, like, a bunch of people pulling him down, being like, no, don't do that. That's irresponsible. That was probably the most Canadian shit I've ever well, like, that, when, is that, did you is that typical for a Canadian celebration? Yeah, I feel uh, like it I'm is. I'm sure in Vancouver. Oh, yeah, where they torch <laughs> everything they when destroy. they win. Oh, you're right. Yeah. They and that was, that was after a loss, right? <laughs> yeah. They lost game seven of the cup final and then burned their city to the ground. And people just do it in the middle of the street while that's happening. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that disgusting <laughs> photo. <laughs> <laughs> disgusting or beautiful, Katie? Come on. Mm, pretty disgusting. That's why they can't have another NBA team there. It's the public lewdness. Okay. Adam Silver probably doesn't like that. They were on the right track trying to burn that city down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Woodley, do you have more questions? Yeah. Did I have a question? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> How did you I guys I... celebrate the Raptors win? Uh, I was working. <laughs> I was also working, but um, my, my boss, who had bet on Milwaukee, was a little disappointed. But he really likes Kawhi. And then my other boss was bummed because he's a big Clippers fan. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, now Kawhi's not going to come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do want to say that uh, I think the biggest winner of that series is my dad, who bet his American friend who lives in Chicago a deep dish pizza and two tickets to Jerry Springer. Or he would give them to my dad if the Raptors won. And is won. he the mayor of Toronto? Yeah, this is like yeah. a mayor's bet. <laughs> no, it's just I just a bet between two retired disc jockeys. So it's your your da- okay, is your dad DJ's gonna... actually that does make sense. This is also yeah. a disc jockey bet. Yeah, okay. So now is your, yeah. <laughs> now is I your... understand. So are your mom and dad gonna take a trip to Chicago to go see Jerry Springer? You know, my dad might. I don't think my mom's going to join him. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like there's a plus one available. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let him know if you're interested. Okay. <laughs> Were you guys, like, disappointed that the Bucks lost? Or did it matter who they played? Did you have a rooting interest either way? Well, so I like both those teams a lot. Like, I, I generally had been rooting for the Raptors in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Uh but at first, I just wanted it not to be a sweep just because I was like, oh, these bucks are going to be so rested. And then I got really on board the Raptors during the double OT game just because it was so crazy and tense. And I was just uh, it was like Kawhi playing so well really drew me in. And then Danny Green and Fred Van Vliet playing so badly also drew me in. <laughs> 
And so when Van Vliet started making shots, I was just like, I believed in you the whole time. I felt terrible when you kept missing. <laughs> so I think by the end, I was just outright rooting for Toronto without any strategy behind it. Uh, yeah, I liked I like both these teams um, a lot, the Bucks and the Raptors. I will say I was actually rooting for the Raptors to win just because I thought that without Durant, I was, I'm more sure that the, that if the Warriors are going to play Boogie Cousins, he's more playable against Marcus Gasol than any of the weird Buck centers, if that makes well, sense. Yeah. And even if you have an injured, like, like you need Kevin Durant, even if he's hobbled a little bit, just because of how big the Bucks are. Yeah. And the Raptors have a lot of uh, smaller, more adorable uh, players. Yeah, <laughs> even Serge Ibaka is like way too handsome to be like a devastating power forward. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you need that like Carl Malone, Charles Oakley mug. Can't have cheekbones like that, you know. I will say, of all the uh-huh. Warriors Finals opponents, this is the one I have the worst read on. Like all because each of the Cavs team, I was very sure whether they were going to win or lose going into those series. And Uh this one, I have no idea what's going to happen. But I mean, you thought the Warriors were going to win all four of those, right? Uh, No, going into game seven, I was pretty sure the Warriors were going to lose in 2015. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, when the series started. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But I knew how they'd beat the Cavs, too. Do you know what I mean? I'm not entirely sure which team, which way either team is going to play in this series. Mm-hmm. Mainly because I think that, like, the weird zone defense the Raptors have been playing isn't going to work against hey, the Warriors. Joey. <laughs> oh, Joey, don't make do a scout with Brian. I'm joke. a former scouting coordinator. <laughs> I, will, I will punch you in the face. <laughs> Say it with a zone. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's going to work against the Warriors, but also, uh, I think if you put Kawhi Leonard on Draymond Green, the Warriors are going to turn the ball over 40 times a game, um, which a lot of people are saying that they should play, they should put Kawhi on Curry, and that is incorrect. The way you actually stop the Warriors when they're in this version of themselves is you put your best defender on Draymond Green because then you just switch the screen when he sets it for Curry and also Curry will throw the ball around a lot. Um, And that terrifies me. (laughs) Keys to the game right there. I think we got the series. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, I hope Nick Nurse yeah. is listening. I hope, I hope your coach who dances like the dancing man from the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones is listening to this right now. <laughs> um, guys, Nick Nurse is have... so much cooler than Bud, right? Like, are you, have you come around on Nick Nurse being cool? No. Oh, well, well, Hell like, no. Him, oh, God, no. Next, he's not cool. Sean, he's not cool. Okay, he's cooler than Bud. He's, he's more likable than Bud. I mean, look... Bud went to, like, Atlanta rap concerts with those Hawks, though. I'm pretty into that. 
And look, anyone who has their own, who wears their own branded merch, I'm kind of out on generally, especially <laughs> if they look like nice. Nick Nurse. <laughs> I just, You're gonna hate I, the entire Raptors team. Then. Well, we we looked into it on a previous episode, and I once I knew that the other, I didn't realize there was the extent of the personal branded merch that the Raptors players had, and once mm. I knew that, I was like. Oh, Nick Nurse is trying to be part of the team. But look, it would be great if if there was not a culture of weird handmade personal brands. It would be like a psycho move. And now it's like <laughs> it's like an awkward dad using slang. But look, there's there are things you should know. That you should leave alone, and having a Nick Nurse brand is one of them, if you're Nick Nurse. <laughs> I'm just saying the bench really responded to the NN brand. Dave McMenamin <laughs> asked him about it at a press conference, and, like, it was kind of in, like, the middle of one of the more intense, like, it was before, like, game six or something like that, or game seven, maybe, and he asked him to, like, break the tension about his hat. It was, I think it was before game seven, he's like, what, what's uh-huh. the deal with the hat, dude? Um, and I, I can't remember. It was, it was a boring answer. The Nike was like, Hey, want one? He's like, Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, I don't know why. So you can't that. even buy them. <laughs> That's even worse. <laughs> Someone is selling bootleg versions on Etsy. Okay. Oh, uh, now, here's the thing <laughs> if you're a Raptors fan, a bootleg Nick Nurse, nurse hat is cool. An actual Nick Nurse hat is not cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah oh, I agree. Letters. <laughs> but if you if you look at that conference finals, Nick Nurse inspired these guys because who stepped up? Uh, understand the grind, Norman Powell. <laughs> Bet on yourself, Fred Van Vliet. Like all these uh, number seven brand, Kyle Lowry. All these guys were really playing well, and it was because they were like, the, our coach understands us. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I have I another wanna... question for you guys. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, if the Raptors win this series, does that, in fact, prove that the Spurs would have won the 2017 conference finals had Kawhi stayed healthy. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. It yes. Does. <laughs> it de- definitely does. In fact, I'm hoping that uh, the Warriors can get an injury exception for uh, Kevin Durant and sign Zaza Pachulia. It's the only way to stop. <laughs> we were, Kawhi we were saying that, that it is not out of the realm of possibilities that Andrew Bogut will get into Kawhi Leonard's landing space at some point in this series. I forgot Andrew Bogut's on this team. Oh. Yet I and I guess he's still legally allowed to come to Canada. Right? <laughs> well not unless he's busy investigating uh Comet Pizza or you know That's he might true. be on a nine gag forum, so who knows it's... if he's coming to the finals. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, you guys do you think Nick that that Drake is going to continue to physically harass Nick Nurse in his work. Before you ask this question, Sean, I actually want to ask a more general Drake question. Uh, Are you guys into this Drake thing as Raptor fans? (laughs) Into what he's doing? Like, yeah, his like antics. Are you guys like do Raptors fans like see Drake like? running on the court during plays and being like, yeah, that's our guy. Represent us. 
Or are you like, shut up, I will Drake. say that... Yeah, well, I will say, I think the thing that people miss is that Drake is inherently very corny in, like, everything yes. he does. Yes. So I think... It, like looking at it as a lens from like someone from Toronto who sees him do this kind of stuff regularly. At first I would have not been into it, but I've really almost come full circle mm-hmm. and I'm extremely into what he's doing. If only because <laughs> of how mad it's making everybody. Um, and because like, he's corny, but he's also incredibly earnest. Like, I don't know that he knows that he's corny or if he's like fully embracing it. Like I can't really tell what phase he's in right now, but I'm here for it. And I, again, like I really think if you're going to psychologically manipulate the other team that way so easily, I'm here for it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, coach. Mostly cool. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 please, please. No, no, I'm mostly cool with it because like, it's pretty harmless. It was a little weird when it seemed like he was maybe harassing Mallory Edens, but it seems like she was kind of part of the bit, so maybe that's not so bad. Um, but, like, he got into Bud's head in the middle of the conference finals just by being there and being loud. And that is uh, kind of funny. <laughs> and yeah. that that shouldn't happen if you're a, a professional head coach. And uh, But it did. And, and I don't know. I'm always going to be thankful to Drake for – uh, back in Game Five against the Pacers in the first round in 2016, also forcing a turnover uh, uh-huh. by clapping at <laughs> Stucky's ear. So I'm always going to be partial to the to the Drake stuff because it benefits the Raptors typically. Typically, um, he's yeah he's corny, but like he's mostly pretty harmless. All yeah, right, the, I I think the the Coach Bud getting mad made me like it more, especially because I. I like to think that because Coach Bud goes to hip hop shows with his players, that his objections were actually like about ghostwriters and just like you didn't give Pusha T enough answers in your response. Yeah. He's like, like you sh- abandoned your child. Um. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he's like, oh come on, that was a, that last mixtape is pretty lazy, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's going to be the celebrity beef? Because Milwaukee has no famous people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it had to be Valerie Edens against Drake. What's going to be the celebrity beef between Drake and whoever? I, I mean, it has Warriors? to be Guy Fieri, who is <laughs> our obnoxious like celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> we, we said on our episode uh, a couple of days ago that we want Guy Fieri to bring Pusha T to a finals game. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> It would be if Guy Fieri started beefing with Drake, it's going to be the fun. It would be the funniest thing on earth. But what's real, what it's really going to be is it's going to be Drake versus Draymond. Like Draymond is going to say something incredibly hurtful to Drake at some point in these finals. And I don't know if Drake is ready for it. (laughs) Isn't it Smash Mouth already, though? Smash Mouth, we don't afford tickets. We don't claim the thing. The Bay Area doesn't claim Smash Mouth. That guy is like a real. I see. see. He really goes off on. He went rogue with that beef. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. He also like like I don't think people are ever like Guy Fieri gets free tickets to the game. Whereas what's Guy Fieri like doing at the game? Does he actually interrupt things, or does he just like no, incredibly enthusiastic? From his hilarious, yeah, he I mean, just has he's... platinum hair. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm sure he's like, 
sending the team a bunch of donkey sauce and <laughs> stuff from Johnny Garlics for the postgame spread, you mm-hmm. know. But but yeah, he's not. He, he, he conducted himself pretty well. What was that? Oh, I just said he conducts himself fine. Similarly, he's a gentleman. Yeah, it would be it would be really funny if Guy Fieri started massaging Steve Kerr's shoulders on the sidelines. Though, I wish he I wish he like would do a, it in one game. Like it's a pork shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> He like feeds him a pulled pork slider. Eating a slider. All right, my next question for you guys is: Which departed Toronto Raptor do you most wish was a part of this run, this magical team of destiny run? Literally have this question that I was going to throw to you guys for the Warriors. Okay. (laughs) Um. Katie, do Amir. you want to Amir. Oh, yeah, Amir. Amir would have been good. Mm-hmm. Especially in like his current role, just like end of bench cheerleader guy who checks his supportive. phone sometimes. Yeah. Supportive. Super supportive. <laughs> I did yeah. find myself a little sad that Jonas wasn't there uh, for game six when they clinched. I'll be uh, honest. I unfortunately was- just forgot all about JV. <laughs> 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 Bismack would have been cool too, uh, minus the seventeen million dollars he makes. Um, but he, he was sitting. I don't know if you guys saw. He was sitting. He was there with yeah. the Superman. Yeah, um, on on game for game six, and that was really cool. I, I think he, there was a picture of him being interviewed and holding Carter Lowry after the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyle's kit, which is really sweet and fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, my answer is the easy one is Terrence Ross, uh, but also. I guess the trade brought in Serge Ibaka, and he brought us How Hungry Are You? That brought us a while under eating uh, cow dicks. So, yeah. <laughs> um, a truly amazing episode of How Hungry Are You? Uh, a show where every episode is really good. Yeah. Um, um, what about you guys, Warriors-wise? I mean... They've the, brought so many people back. Yeah, the funny answer is Harrison Barnes. <laughs> right. <laughs> they could they could use him right now. He would be he would he would honestly like especially if Durant leaves. I was looking at, at Harrison Barnes' stats like super reliable three-point shooter now. Really guards fours. I'm like maybe maybe he could come back if Durant leaves. <laughs> Uh, the other Wait, funny the answer chip. is, of course, Patrick McCaw. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of a guy that was not part of one of the winning teams already. Right. Um, For me, the real answer is Jason Richardson, actually. Right. It's so long ago. <laughs> but the uh, guy that you want to... Uh... He was like a real warrior's warrior um, when they lost. Like he was a guy who would like pay to like pay out of his own money to put an ad in the paper saying the Warriors would try harder next year, and he's sorry for not making the playoffs. That kind of thing. <laughs> oh, no. uh, I'd, like see, I'd like to see Kent Bazemore because I think he could really help Jordan Bell and Quinn Cook uh, develop their 
11th and 12th man celebrations really well. <laughs> Except they don't have time to develop those because Steve Kerr is playing them. He's playing all of them. Yeah, They're that all is, gonna play. Be prepared, Raptors fans. Steve Kerr is going to play guys you've never heard of in this series, and everyone's gonna be like, why? And Warriors <laughs> fans are gonna be like, why? Uh, Joey, the reason is strength in numbers, obviously. <laughs> so are we gonna see an Alfonso McKinney? Yep. Oh, Alfonso Hell McKinney yeah. is gonna start games. Yeah, he might start game one. <laughs> <laughs> he probably will start. I think one, he right? is. He's going to start games. Just be ready. Be prepared. They, he's going to play Damian Jones, and is it is going to win the Raptors a game. <laughs> just with a, a just man... with him falling down yeah. as Marcus like does. I could see Marcus doing like Harlem Globetrotters tricks to Damian Jones, <laughs> where like somehow Gasol has hit a three, and Jones's shorts are like at his ankles. <laughs> <laughs> and like somehow he's dumping a bucket of confetti on himself at the yeah, same time. Oh, why? Kerr <laughs> just kind of shakes his head like I hey, just really didn't make the right rotation there. Refusing to call why, timeout. Why was it? A, why was it a bad idea to start a guy in a playoff game when he'd played three minutes in six months? <laughs> Kerr's gonna keep doing that, guys. So get excited for your first look at. Disappointing late first round pick Jacob Evans. He's gonna play. He's gonna play. <laughs> did Chris There's Jay two... play for the Warriors at all last year? He did not. Like, oh well, he might have gotten in like the last game. He was on their two way contract and he was in the D League yeah. the whole year. Um, he won the G League MVP for the Raptors this year. Uh, I-, I would like yeah. to see him play because he's fun as hell and only shoots threes whenever the ball touches his hands. Yeah. But I don't think we're going to get Chris Boucher revenge series. Uh, I mean, he Alfonso might- McKinney. You guys like McKinney? Is he, like, good? I, 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 I do don't... really like him. Um, he definitely was more helpful than McCall would have been in the best-case scenario, I think. Yeah. It's good to know that McCall is on the Raptors and McKinney's not now. <laughs> I know. It's like, a, it's like a crazy trade. It's like a Freaky Friday situation. <laughs> But also, they just went alphabetically, and they're like, oh, well, McCall, McKinney, hey, what about this? <laughs> I have a game for you guys. Oh, oh great. We love games. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, there's this game I sometimes play on the podcast called That Random Raptors Game. Mm-hmm. And I decided to pull a game. It's, it, it's pretty simple. I pick a game, and the guest has to guess who played for the Raptors in that game. Yeah. Um, but we can all play this game. Because uh, I, I picked a Warriors game, okay, two thousand eight, and uh, you guys have the, the, you guys got to guess. You get three strikes if you. I don't. You don't lose or win anything. But are we doing ra- are we doing both teams or just Raptors? We can do both. Yeah, we can start with the Warriors and then do the Raptors game. If you okay. Want. So this game took place. Uh, what was it? December 29th, two thousand eight. So. Ten seasons before this one, mm-hmm. the Raptors lost to the Warriors one seventeen one eleven by uh, to move to twelve and nineteen, while the Warriors moved to ten and twenty three. Mm-hmm. It was <laughs> the times had by all. Uh, eight Warriors played in this game. It, it, it was yeah. What, what, what did I say it was? December December twenty ninth. Okay, so oh, it's the okay. two thousand nine, the two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Not yeah. yeah, yeah yes. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So there's eight guys. Let's go back. You guys can compete against each other if you want. 
Uh, I think yeah. we work as a team and we just name yeah, it. Yeah, we'll work as a team. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah go okay. ahead. Okay, so it's 2008-2009. Um, mm-hmm. So Monte Ellis. No, he didn't play in this oh, game. Oh, he, mu- he must have been hurt. <laughs> um, uh, was was uh, Steven Jackson playing in this game? Yeah, Steven Jackson had 30 points. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, did Baron Davis play in this game? He no, he's not on the team anymore. Oh, shit. No. It's 2008. Wow, I've struck out twice already? Okay. <laughs> um, wait, did we say did we say Corey Maggetti? We did not yet. Corey Maggetti. Nope, he didn't play in this game. I Corey Maggetti? Wow. Team, no? Wow. Wait, so yeah. we missed three of the first four yeah. guesses. Um, yeah. Anthony you Tolliver. No, no Anthony Tolliver either. Uh, did, this is Anthony Randolph's rookie year, yeah. but I bet play i bet he, he played andres, andres bedrins <laughs> yeah he had 13 points and 15 rebounds in 30 minutes okay. and five blocks was was he good i don't andres bedrins yes being bad in NBA live yeah he was good um okay this this was the year he was really good in fact mm-hmm. but what ends yeah. up happening to anthony andres bedrins sorry is it's weirdly sad uh he was so bad at free throws and he kept getting worse and worse and also had a drinking problem that he then became afraid of the ball. So cuz he oh. he's the worst free throw <laughs> he's the worst free throw shooter in the history of the NBA. Oh no. Uh, yeah. That's too sad. Yeah, but he was really good his like first 3 years in the league. Um um is did did Brandon Wright play in this game? He did. He started and played seven minutes. Okay. Ooh, that's a Don Nelson special. <laughs> One of my starters played seven minutes, and I played eight guys total in a regular season game four days after Christmas. Okay, did oh, Marco I say that? I did forget to say, Steven Jackson played all 48 minutes. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> A regular season game. Okay, Monte is hurt. So did Marco Bellinelli play in this game? He sure as hell played. He played 38 minutes and had 23 points on 6 of 12 shooting. Those motherfuckers traded him to you guys for Devin George the next year, and I'm never going to forgive them. (laughs) And then they traded Bellinelli for Julian Wright. That's where that trade tree died. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's a weird name. Did Demarcus Nelson play in this game? He did not play in this game. He he played in the earlier game in this season. Uh The Warriors and Raptors. It was like the second game of the year. I almost pulled that box score. Do you want to know a funny thing about Demarcus Nelson? I would like to know anything about Demarcus Nelson. He's the first undrafted (laughs) rookie to ever start an opening day game for a team. And it was Don Nelson thought he was being really, really smart and weird. And they cut him like like three weeks later. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd been cut already at this point. Um, Is Kalena Ozabuki on the team? Yeah, he came off the bench. He had, he had 18 points on 8 of 10 shooting. I loved that dude. He rules. Yeah, he ruled. Yeah. He uh, just blew out his knee dunking. Yeah, on Chris Kamen, one of the most righteous, morally right dunks you can do is dunking on That's Chris Kamen. The best way to end a career, yeah. I think. <laughs> <laughs> is Al Harrington still on the team? 
Who? Al Harrington? No, he's not on the team. Oh, my God. It's Jamal it's Crawford like, uh, on the team, then. Yeah. <laughs> he started like 36 minutes. Isn't it yeah. crazy that all these guys were on the war? Like, <laughs> yeah. It took him a year and a half after that We Believe team to have one or two of those guys <laughs> remaining and just be, like, adrift. Yeah, Jamal Crawford played 36 minutes and was 2 of 11. How many people are we missing now? Uh, just two bench guys. Okay, did I'm Rob Kurz play in this game? Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rob Kurz is your, next Your year. guesses have been truly... <laughs> Marcus Nelson and Rob Kurz. It's incredible. Do they have... Oh, no, that's later, I think. Did they have Ronnie Turioff? They did. He uh, <laughs> he played 18 minutes. He had two points and four assists. <laughs> is, four assists? That might be career high. Sean, is this the year the Warriors really try and get Ronnie Turioff in the defensive player of the year voting, or is that the next I, year? I, well, I think there's only one year when it was possible. <laughs> Uh, so there's one more player. A bench guard uh, played 35 minutes, so I guess he's like the sixth man on this team. Huh. In the Jamal Crawford year, and he's a guard. Mm-hmm. He played on uh, some of those very good Indiana teams that went to... Uh, oh, it's C- is it C.J. Watson? Yeah, it is C.J. Watson. Of course it is. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Floyd Mayweather's enemy. Yeah, enemy of Floyd Mayweather, which means he's a he's a positive for Joey. <laughs> yeah, that's a positive. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. Uh, yeah, so that's the Warriors team. There, they they've now been to five straight finals. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and there was like no lead up to it. They made the playoffs one yeah. year, and then they lost in the first round the next year. And then they were the greatest team in basketball history. <laughs> I've, I've, I honestly sometimes think that maybe I died. Like I got hit by a bus at some point in 2015. Mm-hmm. And then this is just weirdly heaven and, or hell. Maybe the Kevin Durant thing. Because the Kevin Durant thing feels a little bit like a monkey's paw situation. Right. <laughs> Well, that was the, that was the other thing I felt um, in 2016. It wasn't like the final, you know, losing the finals really sucked. But then they got Durant. But after the presidential election, I was like, "This is kind of my fault because good things started happening to the Warriors. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like the karmic scales would have been balanced with a humiliating, super disappointing finals loss. But then they got Kevin Durant, and it's like, well." Looks like California is not going to get any federal money anymore. <laughs> President's just going to let the state catch on fire now. Um, is Katie still here? What was that? Katie. Is Katie still here? Katie? Did we lose Katie? Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought you were saying KD. Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Oh. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I did look. I- I did leave for a minute to charge my phone while you were mm. walking down that memory. What were we talking about? <laughs> Rob Kurz? <laughs> um. Yeah, I didn't need to, you know, I didn't need to do to do that with you, but you made it. You made it through. Okay, I have two, 
I have two questions yeah. for you guys. Uh, yeah. First off, um, Steph Curry scores more points per game against Toronto than any other opponent. Does that worry both of you? No. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, there's nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? Like, that's just uh, a given. That's just something that's going to happen. I feel like I've accepted it, and we need to figure out other ways to win. Also, I can, I'm looking it up right now, but I think Kyle Lowry also scores, like, a lot against the Warriors, too. Mm-hmm. Like, they've had some awesome games, the two of them just, like, going at each yeah. other. So that gives me a little hope. There was that game, like, what was it, during the run where they were undefeated? Yeah. And, like, Kyle had 41 and Steph had 43 in Toronto? hmm That was cool as hell. Yeah, and, it was cool. And what's so, Steph's oh. answer for Kevin Larry? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he doesn't have one. You know what they're going to have to... <laughs> That's how we stop Steph Curry. It's Kevin Larry. <laughs> yeah. All right. And my second, my second question for you guys is: Do you think yeah. Canada's unstoppable politeness politeness is going to throw Draymond Green off his game? In what way? Like when he gets here? Just in general. Like Just is he like, not going to be able to keep the fire up? He with like he so much on haters. He can't go sicko mode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He can't yeah. go sicko mode. And he's <laughs> because like, everyone's going to be like, "Sorry, oh sorry, I bumped into you. Oh, let me get that door for you. Oh, sorry." He's going to be like yelling into the huddle, like, "These guys don't respect us." And then the crowd, as one, is going to be like, "No, we respect you a lot." Well, thank you, you for coming. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for updating your passport for us. <laughs> this whole series very much like Jacob Greenberg called it like way back like a year ago when he when he put the tweet out about how like the, the Warriors fans are going to be like yeah fuck the Raptors like you guys are going down and Raptors fans would be like yeah we're just glad to be here very very happy to be sharing the stage with you <laughs> that's very yeah, much the that's vibe exactly the it that is the vibe that's 100% nothing can hurt us. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think like to the Raptors themselves are like really nice like mm-hmm. Joel Embiid like usually just like has a series at the palm of his hand and like it's all like tweety and uh and you know you know Joel Embiid you know his work mm-hmm. but against the Raptors mm-hmm. he was just like chill and then like got consoled by Mark Gasol at the end it was yeah you had like, like a, he had a tummy and a hug maybe the Warriors <laughs> do need Kevin Durant back just so they can hate somebody <laughs> it's true <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise it's just going to be like a bunch of guys respecting them. Sergi Baca <laughs> smiling politely. I mean, Bogut's Bogut's show. Yeah, <laughs> speaking to them in their mother tongue. Right. <laughs> I mean, Andrew Bogut is an interesting addition to the series because he is both an immigrant and a xenophobe. So that's like a nice combination. And an evil Australian, which I I feel like always give the Raptors a real run for their money. Mm -hmm. And me watching. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's got to avenge Ben Simmons, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing (laughs) I really want Raptors fans to realize while watching is uh, 
they're going to see some jo- some Jonas Yurebko minutes, and that is going to be a throwback to the Brian Colangelo Raptors teams in not a good way. <laughs> 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 just a just a European who is not athletic or big, throwing up weird shots uh, that aren't I working. Mean, <laughs> sometimes so, that's Mark Gasol, but he's big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like cheap Linus Clayson. Yeah, it that is exactly oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah, he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Like a little more jacked, a little worse at shooting threes. <laughs> One thing that's funny about this series, so I don't know if you guys know this, but like the broadcast rights in Canada are weird and like we only get we don't get national games really unless they're on ABC. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the conference finals, like the Raptors are the only team that can do their own local broadcast for it. So that still is what aired up here. So they're getting up here in Canada for the first time for an entire series. Oh, the Mark Jackson experience? Yeah. Uh, Maybe for the listeners uh, from the Raptor side of things, please detail how much that sucked (laughs) over the course of a series. (laughs) This is a Sean question. Sean, you are correctly... uh, Sean hates Mark Jackson more than maybe anyone. Keen, do you want to uh, walk hate... us through Mark Jackson? Yeah, yeah. Well, well. So, okay. So technically, I hate Jeff Van Gundy more. Um, <laughs> but Mark Jeff Jackson hates Jeff Van Gundy more too. I think. I mean, because because Mark Jackson at least is happy to be there. Where Jeff Van Gundy in the last couple of years, <laughs> it's like he's announcing these games with a gun to his head, just <laughs> constantly talking about like anything but the game. There was there was some point when um the in a in a close game in the game four of the conference finals and Jeff Van Gundy was just talking about Rick Barry and other players from the seventies, not for any point of comparison, just that it was like, well, the Warriors are playing. Time for me to talk about Rick Barry, <laughs> a guy no one has affection for. <laughs> other cranky old white guys. Um, How many games in, is it? Will, will it be until Jeff Van Gundy complains about customs? Oh, oh my game God. one. <laughs> That's going to happen immediately. <laughs> so yeah, with the ABC broadcast, you have a guy doing that, and then you have Mark Jackson, who has, uh. Who coached the Warriors and then was fired, and the Warriors immediately became this. So yeah. he also weirdly says things like one time he said that uh, you have to respect, oh, you cannot, uh, you celebrate cannot the celebrate the butterfly <laughs> and also denigrate the caterpillar while talking what? about the Warriors being really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's incredibly poetic. <laughs> they should get um, Dwayne Casey on the broadcast. Yes, they absolutely should. <laughs> it's the other thing that that I accidentally discovered while watching a replay was that um, they 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 are doing this thing at ESPN slash ABC. That's called NBA Courtside. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you guys won't see this. You probably are not allowed to see that, but it is a collection of 
many um, second tier NBA personalities on ABC. Uh, your Brian Windhorst, uh, Rachel Nichols. Uh, you'll Mark see Chauncey Spears. Phillips. Yeah, Mark Spears. All sitting in like courtside style seats, and it's in front of the game, like Mystery Science Except Theater three thousand. Their style. faces. Yeah, you can it's, see their face. Oh yeah, yeah, they're facing you. They're not yeah. facing out. And also, it's shot at an awkwardly <laughs> low angle, so you you like see Brian Windhorst's knees, which is <laughs> it's like very weird decision for sportscasters. But it's like it's like some directors like, no, you should feel like you're sitting on the floor in front of these people, and it's very jarring, and uh, it is it's not good. Do they do and, that while the game is going? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's they a, are like projected along the floor of the game, basically. Let me see if I can find a screenshot yeah. to send to Katie. Holy shit. Is that like, isn't their back to the game, though, on the screen? No. Yeah, yeah yes, yes, yeah. Yes. <laughs> this reminds me of, uh, like, when they used to, like, broadcast hockey in the states like on box mm-hmm. and they would have to like highlight the puck and put like a little shooting star thing on yes. it whenever they'd move it around that feels like that level of broadcast <laughs> well it also reminds me of i think what people didn't realize about the horror of video calling that people had this idea that like <laughs> oh video calling it's gonna be great it's gonna be the future and then you realize you don't want to look at someone's disinterested face mm-hmm. <laughs> Like the value of the phone is that you could just be doing anything. You, the other person doesn't have to see your reactions. And so you just see how tired Brian Windhorst is getting. <laughs> like really, even when the game is close, you're like, oh, geez, this guy doesn't want to be here. He's jet lagged. He's in Omaha time. Yeah, he flew from <laughs> Omaha to Portland. <laughs> well, I guess they're probably filming it in Los Angeles. Oh. God, what a! I cannot. It's like we made this up, Sean. I cannot find a picture of this at all. NBA courtside. <laughs> it's so weird looking. It's also difficult to Google. Yeah, because yeah, you yeah. get all the celebs sitting courtside. Yeah. <laughs> you get a lot of. You get the Andersons talking about NBAtickets.com. They probably don't get that commercial, huh, Joey? No, I don't think so. I don't think they have that. No, we don't get American commercials either. <laughs> we just get the same, and on our broadcast, they just play the same four commercials. And they're uh, all with... for the littlest hobo. Cute. They are all for this. It's all. What would? How would you describe Osmos, Sean? I feel like that's like kind of littlest hobos of food. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, Osmos is this uh, like shawarma place that started as just like a one stop, like one location place in Mississauga, which is where Raptors 905 plays. Okay. Um, oh. And then it expanded, and now they're like all over the place. And now they have commercials with Norman Powell and Fred Van Vliet. And for a while, there was like an online petition to boycott Osmos while they were struggling, but now it's off. It's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Osmo's curse. Yeah, now it's gone. Yeah, yeah, it was a thing. All right. I heard a lot of people hit up Osmo's the night that they won the series, the championship. Apparently, it was yeah the place to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 
All right, should we ask these real questions real quick? Yeah, Sean? let's ask these real. Questions. Yeah, let's let's get another. All one. right, uh, who's your <laughs> X factor for the Raptors in this series? Katie. Of the Raptors. For the Raptors. <laughs> My players. Yeah, who's My your friend? yeah your players? Guys. Who's your who's okay. the X factor in this series if the Raptors are going to win for you, Katie? Mm, I think who has to come back I- in a big way. Is Danny? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where well, did he go? <laughs> also, historic uh, Warriors killer Danny Green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really need to. I'm, I think he he will. I still have some faith in him. I had prolonged faith in Fred that he would, and he did. He always does. But the thing with Danny is, I don't know him as well as I know Fred. I feel like so maybe he doesn't, but he needs to. Greg Popovich would tell you that he doesn't all the time come back i think uh i think he i think he is probably injured and they're not saying anything though i kind of also i think uh on an injury level it would be nice but i don't want him to rush it because it it his appendix but it would be great if og and anobi could come back for any of these Mm -hmm. games i think he's supposed to be back like game three or four yeah they said he's gonna be back yeah I know, I saw that, but I'm still worried because he had a bad infection. (laughs) I am worried for his injuries, yeah. I I, I don't want him to rush back. (laughs) I don't want him to rupture anything, you know? Uh, But on the same level, I'm very happy if he returns because he's had such a shitty year. Yeah. I also hope that if something does go wrong with his appendix, it happens while they're in Canada because you... Have no idea how terrible the healthcare system is in this country, guys. He's... <laughs> That's he why Patrick McCall back. left. Yeah, he's That's... just like, he's just like that the, what's the copay on this? Covered California. I like that mine. I don't know if, if Sean's are the same, but I like that my X factors are mostly just like, I hope he gets better. <laughs> I hope he feels like himself again. Not like they need to do X, Y, Z. Who are I'm yours, Woodley? Of, mine's Pascal Siakam because mm-hmm. he's been awesome against the Warriors in the past. And I think his like first really big game came against the Warriors, like the start of last season. Yeah, there was a game. There was a game against the Warriors where Abaka and Jakob Pertl essentially single-handedly beat them last year. <laughs> Jakob Pertl was, like, draining threes. It was so weird. <laughs> but, like, Siakam has spent the last two series being guarded by Joel Embiid and Giannis, and I feel bad for him because people are like, why can't Siakam score anymore? And it's like, I don't know, look at the monsters who are defending him. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the Warriors will probably stick like Kavon. No, no, no. Draymond Green is going to be Draymond Green is going to guard Pascal him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he's Who's not going to guard go- well, Clay? The, here's the trick. Uh, here's God, the trick, I, though. I, there's so many good players. Here's the trick. Draymond is not going to guard Pascal Siakam. He's going to be on uh, him, but he's going to be doing the thing they did to uh, Al Farouk Aminu. It's going to be like, right. hey, feel free to take these shots. I'm going to be guarding everyone else. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what Giannis and Joel Embiid did to him too. Yeah. So uh, I guess it's not if he can like be better than he was against those guys, then that's great. If yeah. not, then uh, the Raptors might be kind of screwed. It's almost like he's in a bunch of boss fights 
where they've all yes. leveled up. Yeah. <laughs> First it was Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Isaac is uh what's the first guy in uh Mike Tyson's punch out, like uh glass jaw <laughs> Joe or whatever. <laughs> Uh, Sean, Sean Keen, yeah. who is your rookie? I mean, who is your X factor for the Warriors? For the Warriors, um, I think it's Jordan Bell because I think you kind like. I mean, Draymond is like too good to be the X factor. I would say, even though I think his offensive performance really matters, but um, yeah, they're gonna need Jordan Bell to play like. 15 decent minutes and not foul too much and dunk a couple times. I think. Uh, see, you and I are on completely different wavelengths. I actually think the X factor is going to have to be DeMarcus cousins. Oh, uh, interesting. Because the warriors need to be able to rest Draymond and Steph and clay and have only one of them out them playing and someone on their bench has to score. And if that can be DeMarcus Cousins, uh, I think the Warriors are yeah, because in good shape. Joey, do you want to tell people what those bench lineups were in the Portland series? Uh, yeah, he <laughs> would consistently sit everyone who could dribble. Steve Kerr would consistently sit everyone who could dribble and pass and shoot at the same time. So <laughs> it they was were like, playing yeah. like Kevon Looney, Jordan Bell, Jonas Jurebko, Alfonso McKinney, and Quinn Cook all at the same time for reasons right. that do, do not make any sense. <laughs> a lot of a lot of plays where Sean Livingston just got the ball with four seconds left on the shot clock and was like, "Well, I I, I guess, guess this I is have to try it. and post yeah. up a big man now." Um, <laughs> It's With like Boogie, he, uh, it's much like. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say it's 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 almost like Steve Kerr thinks you have to make hockey substitutions at all times. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially in Canada, he's gonna be like, well, you know, they, what they do this. here. <laughs> Let's give the fans something they understand. Line changes. <laughs> With Boogie, I'm like almost. It's sort of like OG, where I'm like happy that he's going to get to play in the finals after all the injuries he's had. Uh, mm-hmm. But also, yeah, I think I'm I'm kind of excited for him to play because I think the Raptors will kind of punk his ass. No, oh, I yeah. he's my X factor because I remembered I forgot he played for the Warriors today briefly, and then I saw a picture of him. Uh, and he was wearing a really t-shirt happy. that said he was wearing a hoodie that said legalize it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looked amazing, and I was like, oh, man, Dougie's the best. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I, I don't want to beat that guy. He's one of my favorite guys, but we got to beat him. I want the like, dog. I don't, I don't think he's going to move very well, and I think that will benefit the Raptors when he's playing. I... Don't talk about him like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he has to move well is the thing. Uh, because I think all he has to do is set a screen for either Clay Thompson and Stephen Curry, and then what does your defense do? Yeah, it's not so much the offense. I just feel like on defense, yeah. he's going to get 
kind of. But even that's why I think they're going to play him against the bench lineups, and it won't be that big a deal. He's basically yeah. just insurance for. Guess what? You can't go small like the Bucks, like you did against the Bucks. Right. Because he, because, or else you have Boogie Cousins posting you up. Right. Um, that would be my guess, is the idea. But who knows? Steve Kerr is an insane person, so I don't yeah. know. <laughs> the, other, the other thing I think that might um, confuse Toronto, at least in the initial games, is dealing with a player who moves as slowly as Kevon Looney on offense. Uh, yeah, that was actually going to be my secondary X factor, even though I yeah. fucking hate him. <laughs> you guys might not be that familiar with it, but Looney will occasionally catch a ball, like get a rebound under the basket and duck down and wait for like two or three different players to jump then land. But and he's then not doing up. it on purpose. He is an old Nintendo character that you have to charge up his jump his jump for he's him to duck. From- <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh also I've said it before, uh, but I'll say it to the Raptors fans again. Get used to Warriors uh sixth man Kevon Looney. Uh he is the player that looks like a Dracula and moves like a Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a million offensive rebounds. Uh, all right, who's gonna win, guys? I'm picking I mean, the Warriors in seven because the Raptors haven't really had any heartbreak yet this playoffs. Well, the reverse like, jinx. <laughs> yeah, they also pick Bucks in seven. So, but yeah, I think Warriors in seven. I think it's going long. I think the Raptors are really good. Mm, I think it's uh, Raps in the six. Yeah. <laughs> what I want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why not? We're at this point. You know what I mean? Like, let yourself live. It's not now. When? Keen, what's your pick? Um, I think... Look, the Raptors are very good. They're a much better team than people realize. Like, this is this is a legit 62-win team that just rested guys a lot. I just can't pick against this Warriors team, I think. Just because they, they win a lot of games, they have no business winning, and I think that's what's going to happen. Like, uh, I'm going to pick them in six. I am also picking Warriors in six, and it would be just like this fucking Warriors team to um, not win at home uh, because they (laughs) lose at home a lot this year for reasons that make zero sense. But they they also they also tend to win playoff series on the road too, like just depriving their fans of joy as much as possible. Yeah, it's very this this Warriors team is very into depriving their fans of joy while winning at the same time. <laughs> so wouldn't that mean they have to win in 5 or 7? Because Yes, I guess that, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, true. sorry. So 7, Warriors in 7, my bad. Oh, so you both jinxed it. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh Sean Keen, what would you like to plug? <laughs> Right, we're uh, done. Woodley, do you have any questions? We're at an, yeah. an hour 18. Oh, yeah. Do you have anything no, else? Oh, I gotta go to bed. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> yeah, I That's why I'm it. trying to get us out of this. <laughs> I just have a couple. Hmm. Yeah, the only other questions I had were dumb. I do want to, I do think that Kawhi could bring Cornrows back, though. 
Oh, oh, Sean, I had one more question for you. You picked yeah. Warriors and seven. Do you think yeah. that's because Kawhi Leonard is scheduled to pick up his college diploma the morning of game seven? <laughs> Did that affect your pick? I don't think the Raptors will allow that again. They won't supply the private plane ever again or accompany him with a company, the player with Larry Tannenbaum, the owner ever again. So, yeah. no, I think they've learned. <laughs> okay, good. Um, okay. Oh, I'm gonna. I'll plug. Uh, I have a. I have a column about the Warriors' strength and numbers slogan coming out tomorrow on Yard Barker, and then uh, I'll have a one-on-one thing on the finals that should also be available uh, Thursday morning. I think. All right, uh, Katie Heindel, what would you like to plug? Oh, she just DM'd me. She said, oh, no, my phone died. Please Uh-oh. say goodbye for me and plug basketball feelings. Okay. Uh, subscribe yeah. to Katie Heindel's uh, amazing basketball newsletter. All, uh, so good. It's so good. Uh, it's called Basketball Feelings. Um, just type in to your search engine, Basketball Feelings, Katie Heindel. Yeah. Um, and if you're if you're thinking about subscribing or not subscribing, uh, Katie's actually even better during the off season. Yes. She's isn't she the best player vacation chronicler? 100%. Yeah. Also, while we're telling people to subscribe to newsletters, also subs- there are two you should subscribe to. There's a, the oh, there unsubscribe to all your other newsletters and just subscribe to uh <laughs> Kelly Dwyer's and Katie Heindel's. That's all you need. Um Yes. Woodley. Yeah. Do you want to say subscribe goodbye to Locked to- on Raptors? Yeah, Locked on Raptors, subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. Uh, I wrote a thing that typically I wouldn't like kind of delve into like personal sappy stuff, but I wrote a personal sappy thing on the Raptors winning game six, RaptorsHQ.com. So if you want to check that out, feel free to do that. And uh, yeah, there'll be lots of stuff throughout the throughout the finals. So stay tuned to the podcast. Uh, and then as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter. At Frankie Muniz, we're on um, 6-12-14, I tweeted, just cracked my phone screen, and I didn't even drop it. Bent down in skinny jeans. (laughs) Kill me. (laughs) Uh, Also, um, Roundball Rock is on Patreon at patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Follow us on Twitter at roundrockpod. Email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, should be a good finals. I'm excited. Uh, so for those listeners of uh, Locked on Raptors, we here at Roundball Rock uh, have a song every episode. And the reason that is is because earlier this year, uh, the very popular sports website run by uh, the sports guy Bill Simmons called Grantland Jr. for Kids came out with a uh, Luka Doncic parody song, and they went hyper-viral. And we here at Roundball Rock are always shooting to go super-viral. So Sean has been making a set of basketball parody songs for us. Uh, This week's song, Raptors fans, you're in luck. Uh, It's called Raptors. Serge Ibaka is the man from Mars. Uh fans of CBGB might enjoy it. Um, That is hopefully playing under us right now. Um, Trust the process. Trust the uh, process. Shut it down. Let's all 
let's all hear what Draymond Green's gonna say to Drake because it's gonna be mean. Jiri told me everybody's good. Hito took her loo, ate too much food. Lowry's fast. Lowry's cool. This French is wrong. Sacre blue, and you don't stop. Keon Clark, go out to Jurassic Park. And you buy a magazine, and you eat poutine, and you grab your purse, and you meet Nick Nurse, and he's wearing a vest. You meet Doug West, and out comes a man from the Congo. He's got attitude, and he makes gross food, and he serves you bread, and he eats your head. And then you're in Sir Jabaka, eating snakes and worm tacos. You eat bull penis, kidney stew, asking everyone how hungry are you? And you don't stop. You keep on making people sick, and then when there's no more cow dick, you go out at night and beat the bucks of the Greek freak. Get a bleeding head and a swollen cheek, not playing zone, just man to man, toe to toe with Aunt Titicumbo. Cause man from the Congo, connected for wins like Ray John Rongo, filling the lane, catching lobs, strong like Bang, get on the T dot train. Raptor, you're sweet. It's neat, you know, Fred Van Fleet. Oh, Casey Thunder, made a blunder, replacing you with a man down under. Oh, snap, scored on a tap. This is what happens when white people rap. Rappity do, rappity dee. Thanks a lot, Debbie Harry. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. AdWanted UK is the provider of single-source media data for agencies, media owners, brands and academic institutions. And thanks to our rebranded news offering called The Media Leader, we can also lead the way in championing excellence and inclusion in the media industry. To find out more, simply visit the-media-leader.com to subscribe to our daily bulletins. The Media Leader from AdWanted UK.